been a while since we spent some time alone. And when we do, it's in situations like this. I wish I could see you. You could always see me. Why are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Uh-huh. Come on. You're imagining things. Am I? Then why are you following me? Afraid I was going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss? I just assumed he's a woman. I can arrange that. You're good kid. so beautiful. It's only because I'm so in love. No. <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. So love has blinded you. <laughs> well, that's not exactly what I meant. But it's probably true. I love you. I know. Everybody and welcome back to episode number I've lost track actually I don't know it an episode number of the Starships podcast uh, the show that's all about romantic relationships in a galaxy far far away my name is Ash and today I am joined by uh, my pal Alexandra hi I'm Alexandra <laughs> she's a uh, guested on my other podcast uh, quite a bit but it's been a while actually yeah, it's been I'm too just... long um, podcast withdrawal yeah, yeah, you start shaking, it's just not good. Um, so today is going to be a little bit of a different episode, as opposed to kind of the normal just talking about talking about a ship and trying to be as positive about it as we can. I, it, she brought up, actually, that we should just talk about why Padme should have ended up with Obi-Wan, and I like this idea quite a bit, so that's just kind of going to be the main topic for today. I was surprised it hadn't been done. I feel like I've pestered you about it before you mentioned it to me a couple of times yeah <laughs> yeah um, well so what's like your br what's your brief elevator pitch for why Padme should have ended up with Obi-Wan well it's not even so much as that I think they should have ended up together it's that I think that George Lucas could have written a better conflict if and this is this is so contrary to how I usually feel about stories but I think a love triangle type situation might have been easier to swallow in some respects than what actually happened in the Anakin Padme story. And I also think that, I mean, we've all hashed out how absurd it is that Anakin was like nine years old when he met the queen of a planet who apparently carried a torch for his nine-year-old self for so long that she was cool with running off with him later it's and getting, ma and getting married with basically no like preparation like, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and i don't want this to sound like prequel hate because every aspect of star wars canon every aspect has its problems okay <laughs> which i've come to realize and appreciate in the past week thanks to thanks to ben <laughs> <laughs> um, he texted me is it is it the splinter of the mind's eye comic thing yeah so in the splinter of the mind's eye comic adaptation luke like straight up slaps leia across the face like 100 percent slaps leia across the face and it's just like here you go bring back legends people this happened in legends. yeah and he told me it was this part of a cover where she was acting as a slave but it just, Luke would never do that. He no. would never be like, well, I should make this convincing by slapping her. No, he would be like, he would 
be like Leia, play along. And she would convincingly because she's smart. But yeah. that I just I saw that and I was like, oh, I have people who need to see this. This is so wrong. <laughs> but um, I mean, even even in the greatest Star Wars pairing of all time, Han and Leia, which we both agree on, there's some problems. There's some issues. Yeah, especially in the EU. Oh, yeah. I, I can't, I don't know if I actually think that there are any in the films, but... I mean, other than, like, TFA, I have a hard time thinking of stuff, but... Oh, I totally forgot that existed. (laughs) (laughs) So, right, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but even people who are like, oh, TFA, to bring back Legends, it's like... It's just, I've never, I've never understood what the line of thinking, it was clearly, it was something that was clearly written by a man, right? You have young, hot Ewan McGregor and nine-year-old Anakin, and she goes after nine-year-old Anakin, right? Right! It makes no sense, like, if a woman was in the writing room, somebody would have been, but it's Ewan McGregor who's standing right there. Right, and you can still have the same conflict written of, of, like, do I stick with the tenets of the Jedi Order and keep to my vows that I made, or do I follow through with this with a love story which is a totally human thing to want even if you're a jedi or whatever but um to me they could have had anakin still love padme be obsessed with her the idea he got of her when he was nine which obviously should have progressed and changed as everybody got older but it didn't really yeah and if he had been shown to have some sort of like like to not understand the difference between obsession and love and that kind of pulls him to the dark side as he sees Padme obviously preferring Obi-Wan and then Obi-Wan's having his struggle of why I like her too but you know how how he is about I mean they did that whole thing with him and um Satine right yes Satine yeah yeah. they always get confused because the the difference between like the relationship between Satine and Obi Wan and um, Anakin and Padme is that Obi Wan realized that he had to let that go. Yeah, that, like he loved her, but he had to let it go. And there's a there's a part of the I love that relationship a lot. By the way, uh, it, there's a part in Clone Wars where she goes, you know, if you would if Obi Wan is talking to Satine and he goes, if you would have asked, I would have left the Jedi Order for you. But then they're at a di- when they see each other again, they're at such a different point in their lives where that's not a viable thing anymore. And Obi Wan realizes he has to like let go and move on, which would have been something interesting had you have done that with Padme. Right, because I don't, I don't think at the point in time of the prequels, no matter what was going on, he would have left the Order. I think his mind probably changed as he sat in his cubicle hut. His hut, whatever. Sorry, I've been at work all day. <laughs> and he sat in his hut. He has a nice office in the middle of the Tatooine desert. Well, my cubicle feels like that sometimes. He, he <laughs> runs into some Tuscan Raiders at the water cooler. You know? Sorry. Not a far off description from some of my coworkers. <laughs> so, um, but, and he probably sat there and was like, man, the Jedi Order, we made some mistakes. Namely, telling people love was bad. <laughs> And it gives you it gives you such an interesting conflict between Anakin and Obi Wan, and a lot more of a viable thing for Anakin to lose his mind at the end, right? Right. And and I hate to make it because I and I know people will disagree with me on this. I don't think that in all situations love triangles are wrong or sexist. I think that like and this is very far fetched, but I was thinking about everything I was going to say in my in my car ride home. (laughs) <laughs> I read the Twilight books and they're obviously a very famous like love triangle 
but the men in them behave horribly. They behave like possessively and pretty much problematically to use the buzzword throughout the whole books. And both of them are rewarded in the end. Jacob gets his little toddler that Mm -hmm. imprints on him and Edward gets Bella and Bella is as happy with all of it and everybody's happy. And the lesson there is that if you fight over a woman like property, she'll choose one of you and the other one gets a prize. (laughs) And Star Wars could have done that, but better because you would have, in my reimagining, Padme would have been interested in Obi-Wan with both of them not pursuing that for his reasons and and her reasons or whatever. And Anakin is just on the side being his little troubled self, not understanding how to deal with all of that. Well, I think it like, it makes it not so much of a sharp turn for Anakin to be like, I'm in love with you and I'm such a good guy. I'm such a good Jedi. Oh, I'm going to kill 30 kids, you know? And I'm not saying that revenge of the Sith doesn't do a good job of, of setting that up. I think they could definitely do a better job, but it's, it gives you a little bit more like, behind the the fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Because if you have Anakin who's just pining after Padme, and maybe Obi-Wan is either interested or just indifferent, you know, like... And not even necessarily pining, like, pining, yes, but also having that be a... um, a projection of all his other feelings he has of the fact that this order first, they he had to say goodbye to his mother. He had to leave his mother in slavery to become a Jedi. So they asked him to do that. And then this girl who was nice to him, who he thought liked him, he gets a friend zone complex about it and is like, well, she's not, she doesn't want me either. So he can, it can develop all that anger in a better way. And Palpatine can use it. Yeah. So Palpatine can manipulate him easier. Yeah. Right. Because I think I get I think it's a little, it's it's pretty much convincing what happened. He was desperate. He didn't want Padme, Padme to die. He was desperate to save her, all of that stuff. But I don't know that it was as convincing as it should have been. Yeah, I mean, that's everybody's main complaint with Revenge of the Sith, right? Is that you know, it doesn't feel like there was enough of a development for Anakin to just start killing 30 Jedi younglings. You know, it... it, it, it Looking back on it with the benefit of hindsight, it doesn't feel as as like dramatic. But I also have the context of like the Clone Wars and other stuff like that. Um, right. But like I remember when I was watching the movie, going, "Well, that happened pretty fast." It's like he was fine at the beginning of the movie, but by the end of it, he's you know killing kids and choking Padme with the Force and doing all that stuff. So right. And I, think, there was- I think you're right. There could have been a little bit more there to kind of show his development towards the dark side. Yeah, and there's not enough of a, like, him going to the dark side because he thinks Palpatine can teach him to save Padme, that, I get that, that makes sense, sure. I don't think it appropriately translates into into him believing he should also murder 30 30 children. (laughs) That doesn't sit well with me, because I absolutely see him being like, well, if I become a Sith, I can save Padme, and I can probably be a good Sith. That right there is some Anakin logic. I'm going to be a good Sith. (laughs) Like, but, um, there's not enough political impetus for why he also suddenly believed that the galaxy should be ruled in an iron fist. Like, yeah, he has that setup line in Attack of the Clones where, oh, they should be made to obey, but it's only thrown in there. Yeah. 
make what happens in episode three more acceptable. And I think if he had been angry at the Jedi Order for reasons other than they won't make me a master, if he had been truly had an issue with the way they were running things and Palpatine's like, well, if you come to my side, I'll give you this power and, and you can probably make her love you then because you'll be able to express it, then that's more convincing. Yeah, I mean, there is a certain aspect of it would have been an interesting kind of thing, commentary, I guess, on why the Jedi weren't allowed to love, right? Yeah. So if you're gonna pre if you're gonna have the Jedi who preach that and be like, this is why we didn't want this to happen, you know, um, and it also I think having having Anakin be in this position where he feels betrayed by Obi Wan and betrayed by Padme because Padme is in love with Obi Wan, and and even if Obi Wan's not in love with Padme, right? Then, but he's still at fault. I mean, we've all, I, I think we've all kind of been there. Like, if, like, we like somebody, but they like somebody else, they're automatically, like, enemy status in your brain, at least when you're, like, a kid or something like that. Um, so or it would have yeah, <laughs> fra fractured that relationship. And also, because he wasn't allowed to love, he would have felt resentment towards the Jedi Order. So he would have felt resentment towards everybody, even the people who were, who were closest to him. So it would make it a lot more convincing that he would go to Palpatine. And Palpatine yeah. would offer him that security and that 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 place in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't. I'm not even envisioning it as a love triangle. I'm envisioning envisioning it as she having no romantic feelings towards Anakin at all, but him feeling like betrayed because of that. And again, I don't really like. I think it would be good either if Obi Wan returned her feelings and didn't act on them or if he didn't return them at all and poor Padme was just SOL so, but <laughs> but like okay so this has been a popular thing on, on the internet a lot it's it's envisioning the prequels in which they were actually a thing are you a fan of that particular thing like they're actually a romance they're the secret relationship as opposed to Anakin and Padme yes I think I they actually work a lot better as a couple than Anakin and Padme do yeah, <laughs> they do. Like he is—he's smart. He's—they're just cut from sort of the same cloth. I just don't get the Anakin thing. I don't, and maybe that's because I, as a person, would never look at Anakin and be like, "Yep." Like Hayden Christensen is hot, but I feel like after five sure. seconds with him, I'd be like, "Go away." After if he gave me the creepy yes my yes my lady look, I'd be like, uh uh, goodbye. Nope, we're not doing this. Yeah, that's just not. Can I get Obi Wan to protect me? <laughs> Please, or literally anyone else. This kid is so busy. I'm just... gonna say even the weird looking ones. I you know, just not one that's like I've still I've loved you since I was nine. Like, ugh. I think there... the creepier thing is she's also kind of shared those feelings since he was nine. Yeah, that's way creepier. You're right. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the weird thing. And, like, I don't think about them having that big of an age difference. But but they do. I mean, they have, like, they have a five-year age difference. And that's, a, I mean, when you're young, that's a lot. Yeah, and it's very absurd because it is so, 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 so rare in the real world for even teenage girls to be interested in boys younger than them. Like, yeah. I don't know, when I was 18, I didn't know any 18-year-old girls who would have dated a 16-year-old. And yeah. that's, that's, that's the same, like, 
yeah, like you're both in high school. You're but 16 year old girls dated 18 year old guys, and of course that's a whole different like social commentary. But it's still it's very weird that George Lucas went that route. That he was like, as opposed to just making Anakin 14 on Tatooine. Yeah, that would not have been hard. And more believable, I think. I don't know. I didn't mean this to be like an episode of us ragging on Anakin and Padme, but you know, it's kind of it's applicable, I guess. I don't know. I just always feel like Obi Wan, Obi Wan and Padme, in the even in the brief interactions they shared with each other, like in Revenge of the Sith, where they have that conversation, it's like, yeah, I think you guys understand each other well, and I think you guys would actually work really well together. More so because Obi Wan's, you know, the same age or a little bit older. And, you know, more mature and more, you know, has seen more of the world. And it's not whiny like Anakin is, you know. And, like, probably would have used birth control. Maybe. <laughs> probably. Like, probably would have lied about that one. Yeah, and I cannot put all the blame for that on Anakin because what are you doing? You are a grown woman. You were a queen. Come on. Again. Have you ever have you seen that, that thread of tweets that's just, like, Revenge of the Sith would have never ended that way had there been, like, an OBGYN? In Star Wars, yeah, like, I he's have, terrified of di- he's terrified of her dying in childbirth and like, oh my gosh, it's I have and like, I like it, I get it, I get what you're saying, but I think it's a reach as well because, like, the U.S. has a really, really, really high rate of infant mortality or of, of maternal mortality even in hospitals, and it's something that happens even though it shouldn't happen anymore and it still does it happens all the time. So I thought that tweet was like, I get it. You're a very smart, hot take, but yeah, not entirely realistic because unfortunately women do die all the time in childbirth. No, that's a good point. They do. I think, I think the galaxy does need more, you know, lecturers to their young female senators about birth control though. Cause that the, all of the problems <laughs> would have been solved. Um. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't Leia's problems have been solved too? Like, what is this? Genetic <laughs> stupidity of, I'm just going to risk it. I that's told, the thing, you, they, I told the thing. you they were all Catholic in the, in, the, in the galaxy far, far away. That's why this is happening. That's what I always thought was really, like, not hilarious, but unfortunate with the whole uh, Leia and, and Han and Ben situation. Because it's, like, implied they get pregnant, like, right at Endor, right after Endor, when the galaxy is still in shambles. And I'm like, did you not think ahead? Like, this feels like, like Bale taught you better than this. I know he did. Or Brea did, actually. I feel like Brea taught you better than this. Just yeah, that's, I feel like even if Leia was like, I'm a senator, I was never concerned about these things. I never had to worry about it. I wasn't thinking about it. Han would. He would he'd be like, well, I have never gotten anyone pregnant. I ain't gonna start now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I... I don't know. It's just so. It's just kind of an interesting. It doesn't matter. Of course, it doesn't matter now. It's just kind of an interesting thought experiment to take to take a look at like what it could have been different, or maybe more well received with the prequels. Because I know we're both we're both prequel positive people. We both enjoy the prequels, but there are things in it where I'm just like, why did you do this? Or you could have just changed a couple of different things and made it work just a little bit better. And I think one of the things that falls apart more than anything else is Anakin and Padme's romance. And I think mostly because it's written. I mean, I'm going to assume almost solely by George Lucas. So there's yeah. this stilted, awkward dialogue, and there's, you know, nobody in the room to kind of think of these different possibilities and how it could be a little bit more convincing. Right, and there's not enough... Um, I don't know, they also... It, I feel like it suffers from the fact they set the bar so high with Han and Leia. Right, And they, yeah. they desperately tried to recapture that, but 
not in an authentic way. They just well, tried to rewrite the same thing. Well, it's like they try to make Anakin a scoundrel when he's really not. Yeah. They try to make Obi-Wan is more like Han than Anakin is. You know, and Obi-Wan saying those lines like, you're welcome, my lady, and stuff like that, that would have come across way differently. Yeah, it would have come across like, seductive. Exactly, yeah, because it's coming out of Ewan McGregor's mouth instead of Hayden Christensen. He probably could have made I don't like sand sound smooth, the same way Harrison Ford made um, uh, uh, I'm Nice Men, you know, which is stilted dialogue, but Harrison Ford makes it work. We've talked about this on the show before. That's the greatest line ever. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) You can't deny that it's cheesy as hell. Oh, never deny that. Ever. No, it's che- it's cheesy, but Harrison Ford makes it work because he's Harrison Ford, and he's like oozing charm into every word. Yeah, it's kind of like it's like nobody puts baby in a corner. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but when Patrick Swayze goes over there and says it, it's like, oh. <laughs> get her out of the corner. <laughs> I mean, even like I love you, I know that would imagine Anakin saying I know to Padme saying she loves him. Anakin couldn't pull that off, but I think Obi Wan could. No, because he would whine it. Well, he, he'd say, I know, and then he'd be like, but just to be clear, I really love you. I love you so much. I love you. And she'd be like, I got I got that. I was just leaving for dinner, Anakin. <laughs> <clears throat> he'd just accidentally say it and then have a panic attack. Like, no, I, I really need you to know how much I love you. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Great. I just, I don't know, this just, it's, it's a popular shit. What I didn't realize is when I started doing the show, somebody mentioned it to me. And I was like, oh, I've never heard that before. And then I went and looked into it. I'm like, this is a huge thing. How have I never heard about this before? This is like a large subset of the, the fandom is into this pairing. How did I never think about this before or hear about it ever, you know? Yeah, I had a lot of friends. Or no, I have a friend who I thought was going to write it, was going to like sort of rewrite the prequels with the Obidala theme, and I don't think she's ever going to do it, but I'm sure I'm certainly not going to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know. They just I feel like they just work together. It's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to articulate why. You know, I t- I think it's hard to articulate why with a lot of these things. I find myself like repeating myself a lot, but I think right. they just work in a way that Anakin and Padme just don't. And the only, like, what-if scenario that gets really tricky and interesting is, um, like, if you rewrite it that way, well, then the kids are Obi-Wans. Yeah, that's they the other thing. Be, or else there's, like, a weird dark <laughs> situation I don't want to get into, but... Can you imagine if that was, like, the twist of the prequels? Was that they're actually Obi-Wan's kids? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you guys know how mad people would be? But like they were raised as Skywalkers to screw with Anakin and de- destroy him. And then Ben's like, ha ha, final victory. <laughs> they're like, they're like force ghosts. It's like, by the way, dude, they're not your kids. They're mine. <laughs> yeah. Ben's like, I'm so sorry about the emotional t- turmoil you went through, but I'm actually your father. You, and you, Luke- fr- you frame it like... Like, they need to know that they're Anakin so they can save him. Yeah. And Obi-Wan, like, takes that sacrifice and has to watch his watch his daughter go off to, to, Ald- to Alderaan and just kind of watch his son from afar be raised by people he's not even technically related to. It'd be wild. Yeah. So, 
wild. I think I read... I read a fic where they were... They were Obi-Wan's... No, no, they weren't. They weren't Obi-Wan's kids. They thought they were. But it was a really good fic. <laughs> um, Obi-Wan was with Bria, so we'll just move on from that. <laughs> or... Yeah, that was interesting, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like... That's, and now that I'm thinking about it, that's actually really interesting. It's just to have this character, Obi-Wan, go through so much, lose everything, and then he still has his kids, but Yoda or, or somebody else has to be like, uh, they have to be raised like they're Skywalkers because they're the only shot that Anakin's ever going to be saved. And then he has to just take that loss. And you could absolutely convince Anakin that he had kids, even if he had never been with Padme. <laughs> He's... <laughs> He's well, that maybe dumb. it's more of like a traditional love triangle thing. Yeah, I don't know the way the the way that like that that whole that whole thing makes sense is that she would have to be with Anakin, but kind of secretly be in love with Obi Wan, which again would be kind of interesting if you take this character, this young woman who thought she was so in love with this guy when she was twenty. I don't know how old they are in Attack of the Clones, to be honest with you. And then she, she kind of like changes her mind. You know, like she or she changes over the years and, and realizes that he's not the guy that she thought she was in love with. And then yeah. she builds like a kinship with Obi-Wan. That's a little bit more traditional love triangle-y. But it still works because you could, I mean, she has every right to change her mind and decide she loves someone else. And Anakin would handle that so badly. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even have to have them get married in this. You know, it could just be oh. like... Because I don't never got understood why they got married in the first place. Yeah, that was really funny. I guess they got, like, I think about that sometimes because I'm like, he didn't have to marry her. They, <laughs> I mean, I didn't. It's a kid's movie and it was the early 2000s, so I guess. Yeah, I guess I don't want to be vulgar, but it's like, what? <laughs> well, what I find really, what I find really funny is like on Rebels, right? There's, they revealed that these two characters who were not married had a kid. And that was the first time I had ever seen that on a cartoon was like two unmarried people having a kid and i was like it would have been bs if they would have retroactively said and they got married right before he died but they didn't do that so it was just like yeah they had a kid and i'm like you could have done that for the prequels because the marriage just i don't know to me makes no sense and it's such a weird way to end attack of the clones yeah it's, it's like the clone the like the the clone wars have begun but i'm gonna go run off and get married real quick and then i'll go off and fight in the clone wars again and then everything, like, even then, you could have gone so in so much of a better direction if Padme had stuck to her guns, except for maybe one slip-up. And then she's like, okay, I only messed up once, except now I'm pregnant and I have to deal with it. And they're, like, it not... Just, it, I mean, it can honestly just be a situation, because this happens in real life, where, like, you feel vulnerable and Anakin's the only one who's there and offering her some semblance of support, and she just... Like you said, she just slips up, and it and it ends up kind of costing her. Yeah, because he would, it'd be horrible for him if she was like, no, no, like, I still don't want to do this <laughs> for the, all the reasons I already said. Yeah, I'm still in love with your best friend, dude, like. Right, and then it'd be like, but whose babies are these? That's a little, like, CW drama, but I actually, I feel like it would add more to the yeah, I'm trying I feel, to. I feel like it would add more to the tension between Anakin and Obi Wan. Right, especially considering some C drama, some CW dramas are actually pretty good, <laughs> and 
at least a couple of them are better than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I think more than a couple of them are better than Attack of the Clones. But generally, I think most things are better than Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is a useless film. I love it. I'm saying that with love. Oh, yeah. No, no. I love the prequels, but it's 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 definitely my least favorite Star Wars movie. And that's including the 2008 Clone Wars animated movie. For those of you who have, who have seen that, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just... I don't know, it's just really interesting to think about. This is something that George Lucas would never in a million years have thought of, just because I think he had his idea and stuck with it, whether or not it was working or not, you know? Anakin and Padme are in love with each other, but why, George? Um, uh, never, uh, uh doesn't matter. <laughs> They're gonna kiss each other in the Coliseum, and it's all good. You know. Ugh. Gosh. The worst exchange of words ever that I've it? ever it's, heard it's, in my entire life. What is it? It's I love you. And then she's like, I thought we agreed that we weren't going to love. And then he, isn't he like, I truly, deeply love you. Like, that's going to change anything? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's the worst thing ever. Too many adverbs. <laughs> I think the worst line from Padme is, I wish we could go back to the fields of Naboo when all we had was our love. I'm like, can you come kill me now, please? No. Like, that you know. That's horrible. It's like a Nicholas Sparks novel turned up to 11. <laughs> yeah, because I just hear those quotes and I'm like, I hear them and I'm like, you know what? There didn't have to be a love story in the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a love, this is the thing that bothers me. There's only a love story in the prequels because there had to be kids at the end of it. Yeah, that's true. And now people are mad because they got cursed with this expectation that a main character has to be the child of someone important because everybody would have been furious probably if it had just turned out that Luke and Leia were just too rando. <laughs> like that. Yeah. They were Anakin's kids. But if Vader was like always kind of a bad guy and he just, happened you, know to kids. you know, you know what? Yeah. The prequels pissed off so many people at that point. They, sh they might as well just have done that. Like what was it going to do? Nobody was going to like those movies, and people act like they were going to. Kind of like nobody was going to like the new ones, even if they act like they were going to. The people yeah, I mean, who like them most are new fans. I think, you're, I think they shoot themselves in the foot either way, you know? Yeah. And uh, the problem with the prequels is it, fa it falls back on so many tropes from the original trilogy that there comes to be an expectation, like you – you were saying they're like oh there has to be a love story oh there has to be this so there has to be that there has to be an empire strikes back like ending there has to be this you know there there's all these things that people are like and if and if they aren't in a movie then it's not n not the star wars that they love it's not my star wars it's wrong it doesn't capture the spirit of star wars when i'm just like keep us keep a romance out of the sequel trilogy um do you have any final thoughts on this Nothing really poignant. I just think, obviously, they would have been... I think they could have had a better configured love story in terms of how to move the plot along. And I think that they're better age-matched, better matched in the mind and looks-wise. <laughs> well, they do look better together. Like, they're both thing. solid tens and Anakin's like a seven. <laughs> but, yeah. My final thought... Hey, Chris... Hayden Christensen is in a new, like, romantic comedy movie. And I was just looking at it, and I'm like, I used to think you were, like, the hottest dude in the planet. Yeah, like, when I was 12. Yeah, right, right? <laughs> He's, like, 12-year-old hot. That sounds weird. I'm just going to move on from saying that. Yeah, I think it's basically <laughs> what, what you were saying. I think it just, just would have worked better. 
But, you know, all we can, all we can do is speculate about what could have been at this point, because it's not like they're ever going to go back and remake the prequels yeah. or anything like that. Then, Even though there's a bunch of people who want to remake The Last Jedi right now. Oh, I did hear about that. Oh, I heard about that. Ridiculous. Yeah, but I don't, like... What? You can't petition to make remake just The Last Jedi. It's built on TFA. I, I mean, like, I know logic escapes these people, but, like, you'd have to remake the whole thing. <laughs> they'd, probably, they'd probably be fine with remaking TFA, too. Well, yeah. I just don't... I'm like, if you don't like it, just don't watch it. <laughs> but it's Star Wars. I can't ignore it. I know. Some people just really like to be unhappy. Like, they genuinely like being unhappy. And I used to be one of those people, and then I got over myself. So, but, yeah, this has been Obidala with a author of over 100 Han and Leia things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where can, that, where can the lovely people find you on the interwebs and such? On the interwebs, you can find me at Madam Alexandra on fanfiction.net and AO3. She writes great Hanalea fic, guys. It's really good. Thank you. And madamalexandra.tumblr.com. But don't say anything mean to me because I'm not nice back. <laughs> it's really not. It's the best thing. Um, and, of, and, of course, you can always find me at AirSatsAsh on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the lovely network that helps put the show on at Clashing Sabers. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and give us a review because that really helps out the show. It gets us some more people's ears, and it just makes my day whenever I hear somebody talk about the show. Um, thank you for coming on and talking about Obadala with me. It was fun. I had so much fun. All right, and of course, thank you guys for listening, and may the Force be with you.